Sunday, December the 31st. Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. But we're going to spend the next 10 minutes reflecting on the last year. Now, I know some of us have had great years. I know some of us have had absolute rotten years. But I suspect for most of us, we've had some great bits and some rotten bits. And we've had to hold both of those in tension. We're going to read from Psalm 90, verse 12 to 17. And this is a passage which I think is really helpful as we reflect on the last year with all of its highs, all of its lows, all of its nothingness, all of its greatness. And uh, it's a passage that I've been reflecting on a little bit more this week, perhaps because of the first verse. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Relent, Lord, how long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have inflicted us, for as many years as we have seen trouble. May your deeds be shown to your servants, your splendor to their children. May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish the work of our hand for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. I'm going to start with uh, verse 1. Teach us to number our days that we may gain hearts of wisdom. I would like to be wise. I'd like, Simon would like me to be a bit wiser. So he just said, how rude. I would like to be wise. And so this verse talks about how one of the ways we gain wisdom is by numbering our days. And what that means is to look at our days and take stock of them, to think about them, to uh, learn from them, to look back, repent of them, and also to gain wisdom from them. It's a great idea, isn't it, looking back? And we often do it daily as we get into bed and we go, okay, what was good about the day? What was bad about the day? But it's really important in these precious days around a new year that we look back and we wonder and consider what we have learned so that we can grow in wisdom. I'm up for that and I'm hoping you guys are too. So I've got a few questions for us to think about. I wonder where you have seen God at work this year. I wonder what words he's spoken to you that have been really, really significant. One of the things that uh, uh, I always do in the Daniel fast, so back last January, is to ask God for a word of the year. This word for me uh, has often shaped some of the things I've chosen to do. It's often uh, been illuminating to see what God does with that word. This for me has been an important practice. And this year's um, was nomadic, which was an interesting word. 
And I was wondering what God would do with it. But actually, it's been about an adventure with him, about traveling around, about not just being settled with the same, but about going on adventures with him. And I've seen that happen again and again. That's where I've seen God at work this year. Uh, what words, though, has God spoken to you? And, and the last question, what has God done for you and through you this year? Can you look back at a moment where perhaps you know God used you to help someone else or to support someone else or encourage someone else? Perhaps God's used you to pray for someone else and you've seen something happen as a result of that. So, again, with your neighbours... Maybe choose one of those questions. They're all big. I'm, I'm sorry. You could do the rest of them at home. But maybe choose one of those questions. And with the person next to you, why don't you have a couple of minutes of just sharing something as a response to those questions. Go. Just another minute. Okay, let's wrap up our conversations. Some of us would have found that an easy thing to do where we looked back and we can see God's fingerprints all over it. For some of us, that might feel a little harder today because of the circumstances we find ourselves in. But the Bible reminds us again and again of God's faithfulness. And for some of us, we've just had to cling on to the fact that he is faithful this year. Some of us look back and can see his faithfulness all over 
this year. Wherever you are at, why don't we just turn to pray, thanking God that he has been there in the good days and in the harder ones. So let's pray together. Faithful Father, your word reminds us that you are the same yesterday, today and forever and that your love endures forever. And so at the end of this year, we want to thank you that your presence has been with us. We want to thank you for the moments of joy and celebration. We want to thank you for those moments where we've especially known your presence with us. We want to thank you when you have been at work really obviously in our lives, not only our lives, but our church life and in other areas like our work lives. We want to thank you for all those moments. But also we want to thank you that you've been there in the darker days, in the harder days. And sometimes you've shown yourselves through others, others' kindness, others' prayers, others' love. Sometimes you've shown yourselves by just that sense of peace that we've needed. And so we are grateful, Lord, that you are good and your love has shown itself in so many ways to us this year. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Passage goes on a bit, though, and says, relent, Lord. Almost give up. How long will it be? You see, the writer of the psalm is in a bit of a tricky place if you go on to read it. But he says, have compassion on your servant. Because actually, some of the reason he's in a troubled place is because of some of the ways he has messed up that year. And so as we uh, come to the end of this year, where have you messed up? What attitudes and behaviours do you regret? Or what situations have felt hard this year? Another question I've been thinking about, I should have put it on here, is what baggage am I carrying from this last year? What things are holding me down, feeling heavy? Is it a situation? What feels hard right now? Let's just have a moment of being quiet. And then I am going to ask you to share with your neighbor. You don't need to do deepest, darkest thoughts. I'm not not asking you to do that. But maybe just name one thing with your neighbor and just say pray for me in that. So let's have a moment of silence and then I'll encourage us to speak. And let's just talk with one another in a way that you feel is appropriate. Let's go for it.
Just uh, another 30 seconds. Okay, those ones were harder questions, weren't they? Not comfortable to think about or to even uh, name, perhaps. But one of the joys about we've just been singing about is that at the cross, all these things were taken off our shoulders. The baggage, the sin, the pain, the hurt at the cross, at the cross, I surrender it all. That's the message of Jesus. That's the message of Jesus, that we don't have to carry these things. We can leave them at his cross and he will provide forgiveness, restoration. He will restore all that has been taken one day, one day. And so you would have noted I put some post-it notes around the place. I'd love everybody to grab one. So that means you need to kind of pass them along. There's pens as well. If you don't end up with one, let me know because I've got some more. But I'd love you to get a post-it note and a pen. And as we're moving into 2024, what would you like to leave in 2023? Perhaps it was one of those things you were just thinking about, uh, an attitude that you would like to change or some kind of sin that you go, do you know what, this is the year where I crack this with you, God. Or perhaps it's a situation where you're just longing for God to make a difference in. And you're saying, I'm leaving behind the fear of that situation in 2023. So just for a moment, take your post-it note. What do you want to say goodbye? Bye to this year. If anyone's not got a pen, post it now. Raise your hand. You have a no post it note? There's loads of them. Hang on. Let me, um, please share your post it notes. There we go. Alice has got a whole pile. There you go. Okay, anyone not got a post-it note? Let's have a moment of silence then as we write our post-it notes. Okay, we're going to sing together again, a song reminding us that we have 10,000 reasons to say thank you. 
But as we do sing that, I would love you to come and put your post-it note, if you feel able, on the goodbye side. And as you come up, maybe you just want to pause for a moment, putting it on there and saying, I'm leaving this at your cross, God. I'm grateful for what you've done, but I'm leaving this behind in 2023. It's a a statement of intent. uh, I'm trusting you with this, God. I don't want to take it with me into the next year. So let's stand together. Jack's going to lead us. But do come up and put your post-it note on the goodbye side together. And I ask that you take what I've written off me. At the cross, at the cross, I surrender it all. And so as we say goodbye to 2023, we say goodbye in the name of Jesus to these things that have held us captive. To these things that have controlled us. And once again, as we surrender ourselves to you, we ask for your restoration and your forgiveness in our lives, your healing and your wholeness to sweep across this room in the name of Jesus right now. And as we leave these things at your cross, help us to not take them back up again, but to leave them in your hands. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please have a seat. Before we uh, finish this morning, and we are uh, finishing shortly, I want to draw your attention to the way that the psalm ends. Because there's a lovely perspective at the end of the psalm. Where, where's the laptop? Oh, okay, great. There's a lovely perspective at the end of the psalm about something that God does for us rather than something that we achieve ourselves. Most of the emphasis when we think about the year that's coming is to think about what we might be able to achieve ourselves or to think about the way we might be affected because of things that we can't control. And uh, uh, mostly it's the things that we can't control that bother us and overwhelm us. And so you will have already made, if you've given a moment to think about it, you will have already made judgments about the year that's coming. There might be some good things that you're anticipating that are coming in the year ahead and therefore you're looking forward to them. So, for example, in our family, we have a wedding in the summer. So there's a sense in which uh, the cadence of the year anticipates and looks forward to that. So we might be hope-filled about the year ahead. We also know that there are other things that we will need to face that are not so life-giving. And so therefore we might be anxious about the year ahead. We might be despairing or disillusioned because last year was a tough one and we don't see the year coming getting any better. Or we might have had a great year and uh, if we have a really good year, we anticipate that the next year can't be good because if we've had one good year, it doesn't work to have two. And so we're making all of these thoughts and ideas and rationalizations in our minds. And then we go, so what can I do to make this coming year better than the one before. Now, it is of course true to a certain level that we can improve things for ourselves by discipline, making good choices, doing all the stuff that we would talk about. But we all know that the challenge of 
resolutions and we all know the struggle uh, to do some stuff that we've committed to do longer than the first five minutes of the year that's ahead. And uh, many of us, if you've been around New Year's resolutions long enough, you will have already decided that you're not going to make any New Year's resolutions because you anticipate the disappointment that will come when you don't keep them anymore. Who knows what I'm talking about? And so we kind of just given up on the whole process, which is why I love the way this psalm ends, because it talks about things that are a gift to us. We cannot satisfy ourselves with our own effort, however hard we try. There might be some wonderful things that we would achieve for ourselves in the next year, but ultimately it is God himself who satisfies us with his unfailing love. That's a gift. That's a gift. That's a gift that all of us can receive, whatever our situation and whatever our circumstance. Joy is not something that you can conjure up. We talk about it like it is, and a lot of the self-helps, pop psychology stuff is like you can search for joy and fight for joy and all of that. And there is some truth in that, but ultimately, joy is a gift from the joy giver. And we can spend our time trying to conjure up joy. If you ever tried to make yourself happy, you can, you can work at that. And you, there was, there is some natural skill in that and there will be some element of success. But ultimately joy is a gift from the joy giver. So you see how this begins to change our posture that this coming year is not going to be about all the things that I can try and work up and achieve for myself. But what if it's about receiving the things that God has already decided he's given to me? What if every day I could know that his unfailing love satisfies me? What if every day I could know that joy is a gift, that I might sing a song with gladness? What if every day I might expect to see what the psalmist says uh, are God's good deeds? That doesn't mean that there won't be bad days or dark days or difficult times or things that don't go right or things that uh, upset us and hurt us and wound us, all of that stuff. But despite all of that, what if deep down the base note of our lives could be that he satisfies me? The base note of my life, that despite the circumstances, I receive a gift of joy. That despite what may or may not be going on in my life, I might see the splendor of God at work. Otherwise, it's like the lottery. We're keeping our fingers crossed and hoping, will this be a good year or will this be a difficult year? What if there was something altogether different that whether it's good or bad, whether it's easy or hard, whether there are wins or failures, there is for me and for you the gift of joy and the gift of knowing above all else that we are loved and that deepest part of me can be satisfied. That's the invitation that God gives to us as we enter into a new year. So what I'd love you to pause in the light of that for a moment just with the slides for me. Uh, 
what would you like to say hello to? Remember, it's a gift to receive, not a grind. don't know where that two got in the middle. Not a grind to achieve. It's a gift to receive, not a grind to achieve. What if you were to enter this new year with a posture of going, I want to say hello to the gift of joy in that situation. Does that make sense? It doesn't mean the situation is joyful. It's like when Jesus said, I'm going to give you a peace that transcends, that's bigger than the circumstances. The situation itself doesn't give any peace. It gives turmoil and strife. But I will give you peace in the midst of that. What would you like to say hello to? I'd like to say hello to joy in that situation. I'd like to receive the gift of peace in that circumstance. I'd like to know in that place of anxiety that I am loved and nothing can change that. You with me? What would you like to say hello to as you step into the new year? It's a gift to receive, not a grind to achieve. It's not about what you will do, but about what God has already done. What would you write on a post-it note that says, this is what I would love to say hello to. This is what I would love to welcome into my life in this coming year. 45 seconds to write it down. Let's, uh, let's pray. I want to thank you, God, that you are bigger than everything. You're outside of time and space. You're outside of circumstances. You're there at the beginning. You're there at the end. You're in the middle. You're above and beyond it all. We're constrained by time. We're trapped sometimes by our circumstances. We are confined by what goes on around us. But you are outside all of that. And you give us gifts that transcend our situation. But the greatest demonstration of the reality of our faith is that we can have joy even when the situation around us is not joyful. That we can have peace even when the circumstances are tumultuous. That we can know deep in our being that we are satisfied with your unfailing love, even when people have hurt us and let us down. So we take what we've written on our post-it notes and we offer it to you and we ask for your help 
that we would posture ourselves to receive the gift that you would give us each day of 2024. That it would be less about what I can achieve and more about what you have given. Less about what I can do and more about what you have already done. That that would create in each one of us a deeper sense of your presence. And that as we live out of that deeper sense of your presence, we would see more clearly the ways that you are at work the whole time. I'd encourage you just to, in the quietness of this moment, with what you've written on your post-it note, frame that as a prayer. Say it in your head, say it out loud, whisper it under your breath, doesn't matter. But just in this moment, take the initiative to respond personally to God. It's In the end, it's just between you and him. Find some words to express your heart to him in these moments. And in a moment, we're going to sing. It's a song about speaking Jesus over people and situations that reminder that ultimately he is the gift for each moment. There is this illusion that we can control things. The reality is we can't control things. But we can be with the one who ultimately is always in control. Again, as we sing, we'd encourage you just to come forward, offer your post-it note. I know it's just sticking it on a whiteboard. That's in one level, physically, that's all it is. But in another sense, just the journey out of your seat, down to the front, posting it and kind of leaving it there and saying, this matters to me. I take ownership of this. This is what I want to step into. So as you step forward, you're saying, this is what I'm choosing uh, to say hello to, to welcome in my life this coming year. What's the one thing that you would love to see God do in 2024? You might not believe it's possible. It might be something that you'd longed for years ago and given up hope longing for. Inviting you to have the heart courage and the heart confidence to bring that to God this morning. And to say, Lord, I I can't control anything. I can't make things happen. I can't fix stuff. 
but I'm giving you the longing of my heart. And I can't make sense of it all. And I don't understand your ways and your timings. I can't make sense all of the time what you are doing and or what you are not doing. But I give you the longing of my heart. And I choose to trust you. To trust you with my heart. To trust you with the things that I long for. To trust you with where I'm hurting and in pain and fearful and doubting. To trust you where I've come to the end of myself. And the psalmist ends with this beautiful prayer. May the, may the favor of God rest on us. I pray that for us today. May the favor of God rest on us. And may he establish, it says, the work of his hands. May we find ourselves doing the things that really matter. The things that are established in his kingdom priority. The things that are more than just the moment. The things that ultimately matter. May the favor of God rest on us. And may he establish the work of our hands. I receive it. We receive it. And now as we step into this new year, be our vision. Be our light. Be our guide. Be all that we need. Fill our gaze with who you are and all that you are doing. Fill our hearts with the love and joy of your presence. Give us your kingdom strength, body, mind, and soul. Be our all. Be thou my vision.